Welcome to Crazy Day, where I explore my own curiosity and invite you along for the ride. Ready to go? Welcome to Crazy Day, my podcast about curiosity and what's on my mind. My name is Matt. This week, I've been thinking a lot about the words we use. If you ever listen to or read any self-help or pop psychology content, you'll hear a lot about the concept of the subconscious mind. There's a lot that can be said on the topic, but the 101 version is that the subconscious mind is this part of your brain that kind of runs on autopilot based on how it's been programmed throughout your life. First by the things that you took in when you were a child and later by the things that you feed it as you grow older. But whenever you hear people talk about it, one of the first things you'll learn is that it has no ability to tell the difference between a truth and a lie. Basically, it it believes what you tell it. Now, once I learned this, I realized how much I had programmed this powerful puppet master to run some pretty screwed up programs in the background. And so I started to make a point to pay attention to the words and phrases that I would speak out of habit. Basically, I wanted to notice what I was unintentionally programming my subconscious mind with. You know, the the verbal habits we all fall into for one reason or another. But once you start paying attention to the words you say without thinking you may start to notice trends that you don't like so much. As uncomfortable as they may be, I feel that's kind of good, though. Because once those dark areas are seen, they can be worked on, right? In my case, I started to see a lot of tendencies towards words or phrases that were disempowering. I remember one of the first phrases that jumped out at me was, Ugh, I'll never figure this out, which was something I would hear myself say when I was struggling to learn something new, frustrated at making a mistake. You know, those things that we all do when we're, um, you know, learning something new. Now, you might say, well, Matt, that's just an expression that people say when they're frustrated. And you're right. But When you hear something often enough, it starts to settle into your mind as the truth, doesn't it? I mean, imagine you saw me standing next to someone who was struggling to learn how to perform a task. And like any of us, they mess up the first few times as they build new habits or learn a technique or whatever. What would you think of me if you saw me screaming, you'll never figure that out after they messed up on their second attempt that I'm being impatient? How about if I groaned, God, you're so stupid. Maybe that I should be more kind. Maybe that I'm being a bit of a jerk. I mean, I think any of those judgments would be well-deserved, don't you? We would never say that to a random stranger on the street, let alone a family member or a loved one, would we? I mean, of course not. That would be mean, even abusive, right? And yet so many of us say these words to ourselves without a second thought, don't we? God, that was a wake-up call. But once you start to notice these words coming out of your mouth, you start to hear them everywhere. You start to notice how many hurting people you encounter every day. At work, at the store, at the doctor's office, 
I mean, everywhere. And so as I started to intentionally change the words I used to speak to myself, I also started to be more intentional with the words that I used with those that I encountered in my daily life in an attempt to speak to the greatness and the power that each of us have and maybe to subtly bring awareness to the power of our words. And so here are a few examples. Maybe some of them will resonate with you or even inspire you to find your own shifts. Get to versus have to. Now, this first one is as much for you as for the people around you, but stick with me here. Do me a favor. Think about something that you would enjoy doing. I'll use meet an old friend for coffee. Now, try saying out loud the following two sentences, but replace your activity for mine. I get to meet an old friend for coffee, or I have to meet an old friend for coffee. Now, I don't know about you, but I almost had to force myself not to sound disgusted with the second sentence, even though I was describing the same enjoyable activity. How about you? Now, let's try something that most of us would consider mundane or a chore. Maybe, I don't know, buying groceries. I have to go buy groceries. Or... I get to go buy groceries. Same action, same expenditure of time and money. But can you almost hear the bounce in the second sentence? That's the power of words. Have to is loaded with obligation, dread, almost an undertone of, but I don't want to. <laughs> While get to sounds a whole lot like something that you are privileged to do, doesn't it? It screams of something you're excited to do. It shifts your perspective because really, while we might think it's a drag to go to the store and buy groceries or pay bills or some other form of drudgery, shifting the way we speak about it helps us see or think about it differently. I mean, not everyone is in a place where they can go out for groceries, are they? But you are. Have a great day versus make it a great day. In this case, I felt that telling someone to have a great day or have a great anything really puts them into a bit of a victim mentality. It seemed to imply that someone else has the power over whether a day is good or not. In this mindset, a grumpy client, a dog with bladder control issues, or an overly aggressive driver could control their day. But by making the subtle shift to make it a great day, I put the power where it belongs, on the individual. This shift helps embody a quote that's been so meaningful to me. It's not the events of our lives that define us but the meaning we apply to them. We all get to choose what kind of day we have because it's ultimately about our reaction to the events of our lives more than the events themselves. And I found that this simple shift in wording helps to subtly point to that fact. I appreciate that, or I appreciate you.
think of something kind that someone did for you. When you think back to that act, you think of the person. And yet when we thank them, we call out the action rather than the action taker. In an effort to acknowledge the goodness of others, I chose to change my vocabulary to call them out and recognize their willingness to help, show kindness, or whatever it was, even if the act was something they did as part of their job or a duty, like someone clearing your table at a restaurant or helping you load your car at the hardware store, you know, whatever. Maybe it's just me, but I feel like I've noticed a slight difference in their reaction, a smile or simply a relaxing of the muscles when someone acknowledges them and not the thing they did for me. One is transactional and the other is personal. I want people to feel seen, you know? All of these slight shifts were designed to help empower and improve the lives of those that I encounter in small, tiny ways, maybe even imperceptible. But it's those small shifts that bring about big change in the world around us. So how about you? Has something I said in this episode inspired you to shift the way you talk to yourself or to those around you? If not, I mean, that's okay. Maybe you can simply start to pay attention to the words you say to yourself without judging yourself for what you hear. Just notice and then decide what your next step is going to be. So that's it for this episode of Crazy Day. For all of you that stick around to the end, thank you so much. As always, if you heard something in this episode that you think a friend would appreciate, would you mind hitting the share button and passing it along? maybe posting it on your social media feed. If you haven't done so already, I'd love it if you'd leave a reading, rating or a review. But regardless of what you do, I love you all so much, and I'll see you on the next episode of Crazy Day.